This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai. There's joy in every journey. We've got our take cannons loaded and ready. Ready. Absolutely dominant on deep routes. Absolutely dominant on short the routes. Boys are back. Excellent separation against man coverage. This is reception, reception, the show. Yo, what's cracking, everybody? James Go, Matt Harmon here with you on Reception Perception, the show. Oh my gosh, if you love college ball, if you love prospects, you're going to love today's episode. Matt Harmon, how are you doing today, pal? I'm doing good, man. You know, uh, we just posted a bunch of rookie content on ReceptionPerception.com. The route charts are out. The the separation data is out. Uh, That's what... You know, this is really the time of year people love to dig into RP is is, is the prospect time. And, uh, mm-hmm. you know, this class, we can talk we can talk about this class as a whole overall, uh, but kind of before d- diving into like these specific guys. But I know there's been a lot of talk about it being a down receiver class. Um, sure. I, I, there's just, I think to put it, like I talked about this on the last episode, I'm working on this and hopefully I'm going to have it out um, very shortly, but I'm working on like a rankings of the, what I thought about prospects from 21, 22 and this 23 class all combined right now. I have one guy. I have no, no guys from this class in my top five. I have one guy in the top 10 right now. And I don't really see any of that changing, but I think there's a lot of guys that are going to sort of file in between that, 10 to 20 ish range here a few of them we'll talk about on today's show so i think that shows you that we don't have the same top end talent that we had um in 21 and 22 what you know jamar right. chase and chris olave and garrett wilson and drake london Devonte smith i mean um that's kind of like we don't have that type of talent maybe in this class we have one guy who might get into that group but the rest right. of them i think are more like really good prospects that are kind of like back half first round early second round potential number twos um in the nfl i think that's a lot of what this class is i mean in in previous seasons man we're talking about a couple of potential hall of famers you know yeah i know i I don't necessarily know if we got any hall of famers uh in this draft class right so um Anyways, that's what I, that's what I said about um, Jamar Chase from the word goes. Like this guy is a you legitimate did. potential Hall of Famer. Like did not play one snap in the NFL. I'm like, yo, look at this guy. This guy could potentially be in the Hall of Fame. That's how good Jamar Chase is. And I get it, man. Like there's no Jamar Chase. There's no one even in this guy's stratosphere uh, in this year's class. That's fine. Um, but it's a it's it is a good solid group of receivers. There's it's a group that's there's just so many of these like undersized tacticians. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. There's oh, yeah. not a, a, too many of these like big boy downfield dudes. Uh, Quentin Johnston is that one guy. 
Uh, but I think I look at like Jackson, Jackson Smith and Jigba, Jordan Addison, uh, Zay Flowers. Uh, these are more inside type players that have some outside ability as well, and they will certainly have a place uh, in the NFL. But those are the big four. Uh, that I think most people would say are the big four in in this year's draft class. Uh, And then we're also going to touch on Jalen Hyatt at at a Tennessee um, who Matt has charted as well. Okay. So you say, Matt, you're doing kind of this preliminary, you know, rankings of like, you know, of the past, you know, previous three draft classes. You got one guy in this draft class that might potentially crack that top 10. Who is that player in this draft class? Yeah, uh, that's Jackson Smith and Jigba for me. I feel, I feel really confident that he's the top receiver and that he is uh, uh, alone in that top uh, tier in this draft class to me. Um, you know, uh, I know that Garrett Wilson and Chris Olave, uh, they've both told me this. They have told other people this, that they think he is the best of that trio. I'm not 100% sure that I agree with that, but I think he's a really, really <laughs> – <laughs> I think they're trying to hype up their guy, which shout out. Um, that's good. Yeah. Those guys clearly, uh, you know, they're, they're team first players. They're, 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 they're right up there <laughs> for their guy. I appreciate it. But, um, yes. man, Jackson Smith and Jig was a really good player. Um, the more you look into his reception perception, I think the more that you'll like. Uh, he, he is – I know he's a mostly slot player, almost exclusively mm-hmm. a slot player in his reception perception sample, 82.8%. Um, but I think we could just talk about this right off the top. I don't understand why being a slot only player would be a knock on a, a guy that is this good, this productive, and gets open at this level because, James, Cooper Cup just won the damn triple crown two years ago. <laughs> right. Correct. That, he led the NFL correct. in catches. Yards and touchdown as a touchdowns as a slot only player. Amon Ross St. Brown is one of the stars of the league right now as like a slot only player. You know, not I mean mostly a slot. I played outside in two receiver sets, but he's a slot receiver. Um, and Justin Jefferson, like that was the biggest knock on him coming to the NFL, like long speed and slot only player. I guarantee to you, if you go and look at the neg like the negatives in Jackson Smith and Jigba's draft reports. Go pull those up and pull Justin Jefferson's next like draft reports side by side. Put them up. I guarantee you they will look the exact same because this he was criticized as a slot only player um, and he's obviously become one of the best receivers in the NFL. I'm not saying that right. Jackson Smith the Jigba's that guy, but I'm saying that he like based on his reception perception, he shows the ability to beat man coverage and, and zone coverage at an extremely high rate from the slot. I just don't really think that that being a slot player should be a negative for him at this point. He can clearly be a number one receiver and the number one receiver in this class as a slot guy. Um, okay. So we talk about this guy as potentially being in the slot. Does in your opinion, does he, does he show traits of him being able to play outside at any level, even if it's off the line, maybe as a flanker or as an X? I think absolutely. Like, um, okay. If, so, like I said, his zone coverage success rate is what you want to see from a slot player. You know, he, he's right. above like eighty-one percent. He, he's a really good uh, slot player, but his success rate versus man coverage is actually like from a relative standpoint is higher. Seventy-five percent success rate versus man. Um, Jackson Smith did jig, but now he only saw press on four point eight percent of the routes sampled, which makes sense. College football, there's not a lot of press coverage, especially as an interior player. You're not going to see a lot of press coverage. So very small sample of routes, but did show 83.3% success rate. Again, that's really high because it's a small sample, but he showed that ability, I think. And he's so fluid um, being able to turn players around. His best work is dig routes and out routes to me. Um, like being able to, again, to, to 
use that little deception from a vertical standpoint and be able to break those routes off. That's really impressive. He's obviously great on crossing routes to to slide into zone coverage, to beat man coverage. I think he shows traits to work as an outside receiver. Like, again, to bring back the Amon Ross St. Brown comparison, which I think will be a popular one for him. You know, mm-hmm. St. Brown is good enough to be on the field as a flanker in two receiver sets, but he's going to do his best work out of the slot. And I think that's like the minimum for Jackson Smith and Jigba. And I think based on what you see from a man coverage standpoint, he could be even greater than that. Like, again, I I do think the Justin Jefferson access, like career path, again, not that high end, but I do think that is yeah. available for him. I do think that's available for him. All right. So JSN, 6'1", 196 pounds. I, I like the size of the guy, right? Like you're talking about a guy who primarily played in the slot. Um, and again, I asked that question as to whether or not he has traits to play outside. Cause I think with that size, he's going to be asked to play in those two wide receiver sets. He, he should be able to handle himself a bit, uh, on the outside. And, and by the way, Matt, we've seen this with other players too, right? Where they play primarily inside in college, uh, because their collegiate offensive coordinators or head coaches feel like that's the best place for them. Mm-hmm. Uh, at the collegiate level, but then when they get to the NFL, it switches up just a little bit. Um, but I think at that size, 6'1", 196, and he didn't have a bad 40. I think he ran somewhere in that four upper 4.4s, four low 4.5 range, right? So 4.48 four, uh, between 4.48 and 4.52. At combine, his pro day, yeah. right, right, yeah. right, right. Uh, and, and again, conditions at your pro day are probably a little bit more ideal, whatever. But bottom line is um, anything sub 4.5, I'm down with. Right. Like at six one one ninety six, I'm OK with that. So mm-hmm. to me, he's a really intriguing uh, prospect because of his size and where he plays. If he's got slot skills at six one one ninety six, I mean, I don't know, Matt, like, wouldn't it be even more fair to make comparisons between he and someone like Cooper Cup? Yeah, I think he could be like if he's placed in that role in the NFL, it's going to be like an ideal fit. By the way, Justin Jefferson, six one um, at the, at his combine, six one two oh two. So like their body types are relatively similar too. Uh, arm length is you know definitely more in Justin Jefferson's uh, favor. Wingspan right. in general is probably going to be a little bit more in his favor. But um, JSN was great in the three cone. He was great in the broad jump. Great in the twenty yard shuffle like or shuttle. That's going to be. That that was the areas where Cooper Cup, by the way, shined as a prospect at, the, at his combine. So yes. that change of direction, the ability to win in those short areas. Again, I just don't see why that would be a negative when we have these players like Cooper Cup dominating from the slot and being right. like the best receivers in the game. And I think J- Jackson Smith, the jig, both he ends up being that type of player would be a huge win. Yeah, Cooper Cup, 6'2", 194 uh, when he weighed in. I think that was at his pro day at Eastern Washington as well. Obviously, there's a speed differential. The guy ran a four six. Okay, so <laughs> yeah, uh, listen. Uh, there, there is there's a reason why Cooper Cup uh, went very late in drafts, and, and JSN is probably going to be a first round pick, right? So um, there there is a speed differential, but um, I don't know, man. Like I'm especially in today's NFL, as you mentioned. Uh, 11 personnel uh, is running rampant, but even in these two wide receiver sets, it's not like this guy's like, uh, you know, li- like a, a miniature wide receiver, six, one, almost 200 pounds. <laughs> like, dude, right. come on now. I think he's actually bigger than Rashad Bateman. If I, if, if, if memory serves. Yeah. yeah. I actually think the best comparison for him. And this is a guy, by the way, I compared Rashad Bateman to, it's a guy, uh, I compared Justin Jefferson to, I think it's Keenan Allen. I think the, mm. this axis of receivers, is really, I think, all, all kind of like these guys who could play in the slot could be like 50% slot players, 
but yeah. are some of, I mean, Bateman's not developed into this guy. I get that. But from a prospect standpoint, I compared him to Justin Jefferson, compared him to Keenan Allen, because these are guys who could beat man coverage at an extremely high rate. These are guys who are great route runners that if you wanted to play them in the slot, sure. Pile up catches in the slot. You know, Keenan Allen's never been a beat you over the top guy, but he's been no one of the best receivers in the NFL, one of the most productive receivers in the NFL, you know, one of the best route runners period over the last 10 years. Um, I think that that would be a pretty similar path for, and that's what, that was what Justin Jefferson, I think has outkicked that in his career already, but same right. axis of receivers. And I think that Justin, or excuse me, Jackson Smith, the Jigba would fit into that group too. And I mean, this is, this is a guy that I think like any offense he'd fit any quarterback, mm-hmm. he'd be their best friend. Like there's no real like landing spot to me where I'd be like, I mean, yeah, obviously you want to be a better quarterback from like a fantasy perspective. I get that you want to be with a good quarterback, but like, I think he fits every offense. He fits every <laughs> right. team. He would make any receiving core better. I'm Sandra and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for, but you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. Uh, by the way, I just looked this up. Rashad Bateman, also the exact same height weight, 6'1", 196, right? So <laughs> um, this, is not a, this is not a small guy, Jason. I know he's played primarily in the slot, but I, I don't know. I just feel like with his size and his skills um, and, and playing primarily in the slot at Ohio State, like, man, I love that comp with Keenan Allen. I love it, man. Um, and if he ends up being... Uh, a Keenan Allen type player. I mean, can we be honest here for a second? Like Keenan Allen is wildly under, has been wildly underrated in his career. A lot of that has to do with the fact that he played in San Diego and in LA as a charger. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, and the chargers were not like a sexy high profile team, but dude, if Keenan Allen played like on the giants or something, or like one of these glamor franchises, he'd be an absolute star in the NFL. It's just that he played his entire career and a very good, great career, by the way, as a charger. Okay. <laughs> like, come on, you know, like I get it. You know, the Chargers is not one of the sexy franchises, uh, in the NFL, but man, what a great player, uh, he was, uh, out of Cal. Okay. So, uh, the number one player, uh, number one wide receiver, I should say on Daniel Jeremiah's board though. And we love DJ. We love Daniel Jeremiah. He's former got colleague, Jordan, former colleague. Former co- uh, hey, hey, you know, <laughs> former colleague, baby. <laughs> I think, hey, fair enough. DJ, I think we can call like a friend and colleague. No, he, wrote a tes- he wrote a testimonial for the Reception yeah. Perception website. No doubt. And uh, legitimately, uh, DJ and I, Dan and Jeremiah and I, we shared a broadcast booth. Uh, we did one Thursday night football game on the alternate audio broadcast, the Scouts Feed broadcast oh, there you of go. Thursday night football. So no, DJ's great. And, uh, and he's truly like one of the nicest guys you will ever meet uh, is Daniel Jeremiah. But he's got Jordan Addison out of USC as his top wide receiver prospect. Um, in speaking with you just a little bit, I, I know that one surprises you just a bit. Yeah. Cause he has him not really just as his number one receiver prospect. And for me, I think 
my number one receiver is Jackson Smith and Jigba, and it's like a tier of of its own. I think to me, there's no really competition there. There's a lot of competition for two, three, four, five stuff like that. But mm-hmm. the thing that surprised me about DJ was that he didn't just have him. I think in his most recent uh, top fifty, if not like one of the most recent ones, he hit him like ninth overall in the class. And yeah, that was yeah. the surprising thing to me. It was not that he was the yeah. top receiver. Cause I can understand different strokes, different folks, especially at this position in this class, but to have him that high was a little surprising to me. Not that I dislike Jordan Addison's game. Cause um, I think Jordan Addison is a really good player. Um, I do. do I, we'll start with the positives with the, with Jordan okay. Addison. Like he's a guy that um, played he actually played a lot of slot at Pittsburgh uh, at Pitt when he was with Kenny Pickett before transferring to USC. He played more on the outside uh, as uh, as a Trojan, but I think probably still projects best as a flanker slot hybrid. He's another guy that's like not that fast, uh, 40 time, rail thin, uh, skinny receiver for sure. And I kind of think that shows up on tape, but from the from the positives though, you know, 71.3% success rate versus man, 80% success rate versus zone. Those are pretty solid scores. Um, great success rate on slants, curls, digs, you know, just those over the middle, uh, in break, you know, in breaking, short and intermediate, uh, thump you with those routes over and over and over again. That's really where Jordan Addison shines. Uh, I think especially if you line him up off the line, if you line him up in the slot, he is going to get open. He's going to be really strong from a fundamental perspective on those routes. Those are um, some just crucial routes for him. Um, I think where you see the size show up, um, you know, he gets dropped on first contact on 60% of his in-space attempts. He's not really a guy that's going to break a ton of tackles. The biggest problem to me, though, uh, 51.1% success rate versus press on 21.8% of his routes. That's a pretty decent sample size for a college receiver, and it shows up a lot on vertical routes. Uh, not a good success rate on straight-up nine routes. He really struggles to get over top of guys, especially on the outside. But I think that's a negative that you can kind of get around um, based on where you're going to line him up and what you're going to do with him as a pro player. I think to me overall, uh, another, co- if I could throw out a comparison for him, it would be, okay. and I have, I, w- I have him in a similar range as, as, as where I ranked this guy last year is Jahan Dotson. Um, hmm. you know, another guy that was really small, another guy that was going to struggle a little bit with press coverage. He's not the same, like unbelievable contested catch player that Jahan Dotson was for that size, but from a route running perspective, from a deployment perspective, I think he could be a Jahan Dotson type player. Yeah, I mean, that's the thing about Dotson that is just so weird and freaky about him is that catch radius. I mean, his catch radius is literally the entire field. It's <laughs> ridiculous. It's crazy. Yeah, yeah, it's absurd. Um, and, and so that part, I think, is what makes um, Dotson so interesting. Addison, I, I, I'm torn on Addison. I, I saw a lot of Addison. Uh, if you guys know me at all, you know, you guys know that I watch a lot of uh, West Coast football, right? So I, I've seen Addison play quite a bit. Um, and he gets absolutely smashes on the field, gets it done. Um, but I, I don't necessarily know if anything that he, what he does well, how do I put this? Okay. My thought is that he, what he does really well is his start stop ability. I think his ability, mm-hmm. ability to sink his hips and just decelerate on an absolute dime, forget zero to 60. Cause obviously he did not chart very well. Uh, zero to 60. It's the 60 to zero part though. Matt, that I think is like, whoa, okay, this guy can absolutely stop and turn. Um, and he's able to, again, really fluid out of the brakes, man, just sharp as a knife out of those brakes. That's what sticks out to me. But again, I think lack of athleticism, lack of size, 
Um, I, I was, I was never like, oh my God, this guy's an absolute unstoppable monster. I, I don't necessarily know if I ever saw that. And, and I only bring that up because going back to DJ's rankings, when you see a wide receiver go in the top 10, he's got those wow moments, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. if that makes any sense. You know, I, I don't necessarily know if Jordan Addison had any of those type of like, oh my God, this guy is a freak athlete. Um, type of moments at while at USC. Anyways, again, I fully admit, I didn't see a lot of his pit tape. Yeah. I've got him at like a 77% uh, contested catch rate, which is not quite Jahan Dotson esque, but it's good. Um, I think that's going to kind of make a break. And it's funny too. Like we're just talking about Jahan Dotson's catch radius. Like if you look at like his wingspan, it's like 22nd percentile, like 18th percentile arm length. (laughs) Another guy that's like, Again, uh-huh. 178. Jordan Addison was 173. Like nothing about John Dotson's contested catch prowess makes nope. any sense. None. But ex- except that he got so much practice at it playing with Sean Clifford at Penn State <laughs> that he got used to winning contested <laughs> catches. That he's like, oh, Carson Wentz, no problem. That's light work for me. I can deal with that. Um, but yeah, man, I, I think that Jordan Addison, there's there's nothing really wow about him, and that's kind of right. why. I, I do. I've been meaning. I've just been so busy with my own stuff. I've been meaning to actually just hit DJ up about this and be like, explain the ninth overall ranking of Jordan Addison mm. to me like I'm five. Uh, so I will uh-huh. do that at some point. But okay, because I, I don't think he he's he's not Chris Olave. He's not Garrett Wilson like these guys last year that were like, oh yeah, top ten picks, top top twelve picks for those guys. Mm-hmm. Slam dunk, baby! Like do it. I mean, I I would love it. But um, I think he's. That's why I bring the Jahan Dotson thing up because he got drafted 16th overall and people freaked out about it. But he's like a good NFL player, and I feel like Jordan Addison, uh, as long as like the you know the weight doesn't end up being a huge problem for him, I think he could be a really really good NFL player, like a really nice. I, again, I see him probably like Dotson. I see him probably being a, a more of a number two receiver. Long-term.